0: everyone, and welcome to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We're thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. This week, Jason's off, but unfortunately for us, he still knows how to use a phone. Um, we do have in studio Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Pompeii on Sixers, and knows all the information on the Sixers in the NBA. Keith, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh,
0: Jason, I guess I should say the same for you. Thanks for joining us.
1: I don't want to take away from your time with Keith. No. So special. I know you're so, excited. So, so Jason,
0: <laughs> why don't you tell everybody where you are, because it's about 30 degrees here and gray as can be. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not 30 degrees here. Uh, I'm in Hawaii, Yeah, about 80. I'm getting on an airplane to fly back in a few minutes. But, Jeff, I figured out how you will finally like Thursday night football. You make it Thursday afternoon football and watch it poolside. No, I still but, wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, no, it was great. I, I flipped <laughs> yesterday by the pool between the Sixers on my iPad at Boston and the Thursday night game at, like, 3 o'clock. Great, great way to do it, I'll tell you.
2: Well, oh, can I ask you, how do you, wanna, you get away
1: you wanna, with that? You want to cut me off now? Oh, I'm sorry. But how? Okay,
0: you Keith, away, Keith
2: has a legitimate question. Yeah, how do you get away with that? You know, it, it's, it's so kind of like when my I wife, go to... Okay, go ahead. Talk.
1: My, my wife wanted to go into the pool. Okay. So I went into the pool for a while, mm-hmm. and then I just got out a little bit before,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and we were
1: just sitting at the poolside, so we were getting sun in the chairs, so no complaints there. Yeah. And I just happened to have the iPad on with my headphones That's in, happening. listening and watching a little bit. She was reading. Mm-hmm. So we were all good. You know, I'm just happy she talks to me anyway. On vacation, the football so, game's you
0: know, Jason, the football game's three hours long. yeah, come on watch you're sitting there you're sitting there like, oh, it just happened to be on. You also just said you had your headphones on, which means you were ignoring her,
1: yeah well, no maybe, while maybe in Hawaii oh. me. huh <laughs> like you got you got to remember it works two ways. She might have been ignoring me, so well, but that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. So I was just right. thinking something else to do. No, I didn't spend too much time, but it, it is a good way to watch sports. I'm not used to this, like, football on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning thing and Monday night football. You know, I, I watched the Eagles game at a luau at 6 o'clock on Monday night. Can't be that. Yeah,
2: but I don't know if I would Can't want to back. watch football at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's like, oh, let me get up and get some ham and eggs and some bacon and pancakes no, and watch That's football awesome. game. I, I was there I once
0: <laughs> and got to watch a Notre Dame-Michigan game at like 9 o'clock Who in the won? morning. Huh? Who won? Michigan. Oh, okay. Well, then that's why you enjoyed he, it. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, Keith, he wouldn't tell the story if Michigan lost, don't you? Really? You know,
0: we, ha- we had Rocky Rocky Blyer, he is he's a Pittsburgh guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had Rocky Blyer on a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. And he totally dissed Michigan. He's a Notre Dame guy. Yeah, of course yeah. he would. Uh-huh.
2: But, yeah, of course he yeah, would. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah, of course he would. You should have asked him. So, uh, which one is a higher academic institution? Because, I mean, you oh, know, they both argue. Night. I'm just saying. Uh, I know That's which good, one it is. is. Let's Say it. Michigan. Did, did, would, would you ask him that? No. It's Rocky Blyer, man. Like, I would have done that and <laughs> dropped the mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Rocky Blyer, Remember. he had all sorts of good stories. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, Jason, you got to watch the Thursday night game. Was it worth watching?
1: No. It was worth watching Lamar Jackson. Right. it's always worth watching Lamar Jackson but other than that no it's the jets it's not worth watching at all well, did you it, see it did it, you it re- see any
0: people walking around in jets merchandise while you were there <laughs> oh, okay
1: so I have and you'll laugh you did my wife laughs yes and huh. literally there's all, all people wearing all different caps and anybody wearing a cap of a sports team I've had a conversation with and my wife just shakes her head and laughs at me she's like really you can't just go away and enjoy your talking sports everywhere. I hate to tell
0: you. You just didn't notice she was laughing the other times when you
1: weren't talking to them. Oh, well, she just walks laughs at me through life anyway, yeah, but right. specifically laughed about this. I, look, I understand. I get So it, what do you do? But... You're
0: stopping? What, do you, what do you, were, Did you need the equipment? Were you doing interviews while you were there?
1: No, nah, she's talking to people. Yesterday we went for lunch, and dude has San Francisco <laughs> Giants stuff on the wall. Turns out he's a huge Giants fan and yeah. goes to all the games. Yeah, I just... Met people through sports, Jeff. We talk about that all the time. Sports cool. brings
0: people together. Is that
1: is that what you're it, saying? It does bring people together. I have a question for Keith, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keith, did you motivate Joel after Shaq and Barkley yesterday? I saw you asking him questions there in Boston, and he went out last night and put on a whole show for How all of us. How do you
0: know them. he didn't do it before Shaq
2: and, and Charles? Yeah, that uh, was well, like the old. And- that was from like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> Nah, you know, it's. I will say this about Embiid because you know when you go to shoot around, a lot of times when Embiid is out there and he's taking forever shooting the ball, and you have the media waiting, and it's always you're you're standing there because you're saying to yourself like, if I leave and if he speaks, I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. But you you but you're like 99.9 like- percent <laughs> that you know he's not going to speak. It's like
0: literally waiting for a glacier to like. You know, like if you go to Alaska, you you go there to watch the glacier fall off, Mm -hmm. and it won't happen. But the second you go in to go to the bathroom or get something to eat in the boat, that's when it happens. Exactly. That's Embiid. That's Uh Embiid.
2: So it was one of those things where, so I'm like there, and he walks off, and I'm like, okay, let me just see, because I'm getting ready. Like, I'm about to go back to the hotel, and I walk over, and and the, uh, the PR guy says, oh, he said he's going to speak. And, you know, everyone's asking about Al Horford, this and that, and I'm saying to myself, like, dude, he has something to say because, he's, you know, he's going to – you know, he's here. And probably like five questions in, that's when I asked because, you know, it was mostly Boston people. They could care less about what, what Chuck and, and Shaq said, Charles right. Barkley and Shaq. And he, and he was honest, and I was like, wow. But, you know, it, it, it's weird that, I mean – it was funny because Brett Brown was downplaying it. He was saying, oh, they're wrong, they're wrong. And then B was like, no, they're right, they're right, they're right. If you're a
0: coach, if you're Brett Brown, are you happy that Charles and Shaq said that? Does it does it take the pressure off of Brett Brown to have to come down on, on Joel by having two guys as prominent as those two come out and say probably what Brett was probably thinking?
2: Yes, but you know what, the way they said it, I think it looked bad upon Brett Brown. And and the reason why I'm saying this is like if you're Brett, you know, you want to embrace it. Like deep down inside you're saying, "Yeah." But the way that the whole thing went down, afterwards, Brett was like, "Well, they have to look at his overall game." I don't agree with that. And you know, this and that. It was like he was making excuses for MB. Mhm. And that's all I, I, fine and well. But, is that, but being,
0: a, is that him just trying to be a player's coach?
2: Well, but here's the problem. When you do that and everyone else agrees with – everyone says what uh, Shaq and NB said was correct because he has been struggling this year and something has been amiss. But when you say that and then when your player comes out and says, oh, not – they're for real, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, wow, coach, like – I get it, but are you trying to coddle him a little bit too much and and I get what you're saying. you're mm-hmm. trying to be a player's coach, but then it comes to a point where you know you have two I mean you have two Hall of famers who are in the studio, like basically calling out your player and you're saying they're wrong, but the player's saying no is it, it, correct now again, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He's being a player's coach, but it just looks like well, maybe you're being a little bit too soft on a guy. We don't know what he said to him behind closed doors, but when you're making excuses all the time, it just doesn't look good. Well,
0: so if if you would, remember if you remember media day, Joel said a couple things during his his media session, including kind of taking a shot at the prior administration mm-hmm. uh, and saying he really really never had a coach, he never had player, he never had an administration that kind of back had his back, and he felt now that he had it well if 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 the guy now thinks that he has a bunch of people around him that have his back, doesn't it also behoove him to have their backs shouldn't shouldn't he be working harder than he is
2: You know yes, but at the same time, I think it's all relative honestly I do because in when you think about it at the first practice that they had the first the very first practice, Ben Simmons says, hey this was the best first practice, first day practice we've had since I've been here. And then B's like, yeah, man, we really got up and down the court. And then when Al Horford and Tobias Harris was asked that same question to Josh Richardson, it was kind of like – it was embarrassing because they went along with it, but they really didn't want to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Tobias says – the next day, Tobias says, well – because he didn't speak the first day. The next day he says, well, you know – it's, it's good. You know, when I was in um, with Stan Van Gundy, we used to do two-a-days. And when I was with another <laughs> coach, we used to do two-a-days.
0: Does anybody do two-a-days anymore, though?
2: I mean, I, I think the Miami he probably does. But the thing is – well, That's because the, the,
0: Jimmy's there. <laughs> the, the,
2: the, the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, when you look at Mb, and I know a lot of people say he's lazy, he's this, he's that. Who did he have as a veteran before this year? and maybe last year with, with um, a couple guys, but who did he really have to say to him, a big man who was an all-star type player, he didn't have it before, to say, look, bro, you got to go harder. He didn't have that. I mean, like... Elton Brand. Well... That it, was it. it, it yeah, isn't that, isn't Brand, that
0: why they originally brought Elton Brand yeah, here? Yeah, but... As he, a player? As
2: a player, but yeah. see, at the same time, you got to realize something. Like... Elton Brand when he came here and this isn't a knock to El- on Elton Brand. Mm-hmm. We just got to keep it real. Right. When Elton Brand came, Elton Brand was retired. Like his last couple years when he was in Atlanta, he was like the old veteran in the locker room in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He retires, he comes to the Sixers. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't in shape. He was there for a couple months. It wasn't as if Joel Embiid looked at him as Hey, this is Elton Brand who was the first overall pick. This was Elton Brand who was the, the guy at Duke. You know, the, the first guy that brought the brothers to Duke or something uh-huh. like that. He didn't look at him like the Number that. one pick. Yeah, number one pick. Yeah. He looked at Elton Brand as if, all right, Ja got in trouble. They needed to bring some veteran leadership into the locker room, right? And he's here, uh-huh. so it. W- and he was only there for a little bit, you know. And then he retires and he goes up into the front office. So when you have a guy like, like Shack, and you have Charles Barkley saying that, I mean, that's the equivalent of David Robinson when he was there for, um, you know, for for Tim Duncan and saying, "Look, bruh, what you're doing is not good enough. You have to get out here and do it." They look at guys like that future hall of famers and hall of famers differently okay, and so, they respect that. So does so does do you need a
0: big guy to do that or could isn't that what Jimmy Butler was here to do? Or,
2: or Al sort of, Horford or or, or Al yeah. Horford like Al Horford yeah I think it's more like Al Horford. See the difference is But is
0: he a focal leader? I mean, no, I, mean I haven't seen a leader. that
2: yet. Yeah, he's a leader, but he's a different type of leader. Well, like, that's it. I'll, I mean, that's yeah, like a Chase Utley yeah, leader. Yeah,
0: I'm, I, I'm not talking about – so do you think that they need – he needs somebody that leads by example or somebody that is going to get on him when it, when it needs to be gotten on?
2: Needed, I think he needed someone like Shaq and Barkley who are of his position, guys who he expi- aspire to be like right. to get on them. Mm-hmm. because, you know – it's is different when you're better than people. When you're the best guy in the room and somebody's telling you, like, hey, man, what you're doing isn't good enough, you're going to be like, come on, dog, what you talking about? I, I, I just I just bust your tail. Like, I remember one time when Elton Brand became, when it was announced that Elton Brand was the general manager. And mm-hmm. B, when he talks about Elton, he's like, oh, that's great. I remember when I dunked on him. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like that's what he yeah, said. Yeah, I didn't remember that. He said that. <laughs> right. So when you have like, believe me, he he's not dunking on Shaq. Right. Like he he's he's not dunking on Shaq. Now yeah, but how many
0: him. guys are how many guys are like that in the league that are going to be able to say that to him? At some point, I mean, he's been in the league now for what four years. At some point, doesn't he have to say now I'm mature enough that I need to do this? I and, mean, and look, look at look at look at Giannis. On that,
1: on that Keith. I don't know about you. I mean, you know more than me. I was surprised that Embiid seemed receptive to the criticism as opposed to defensive about it. He seemed to take it to heart. He talked to Shaq the next day. Um, I mean, you would know more than me. Were you surprised that while Brett was sort of defending him, and Embiid was sort of taking it internally as, okay, yeah, this is right. This is somebody telling me I got to be different?
2: Initially, I was. But then here's the thing like, to answer both of you guys' questions, this is what I think. I think that. You know, we can talk about uh, Embiid, and we can say this is year four. This is this this is you know this is year four. You gotta grow up. You have to do this. You have to do that. Think about it. He was a process baby. Like he was a part of the process. The team was struggling. It was a bunch of other young dudes. They treated all of them. All of them. They treated them as if they were all-stars, as if they were all going to be future Hall of Famers. Embiid was the best. And they all didn't have to play their first year and 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 got paid. And they all didn't have to play, but Mm -hmm. Embiid was the best of the bunch. So whereas you start picking up bad habits. Now, to me, Embiid is the most powerful person in the organization outside of the ownership group and some of them he has more power than some of the minority owners in my opinion. Okay. So what I'm saying is so when you you're 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 this way it's kind of like raising a child and you're letting your child do whatever that child does. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, "Hey, you know what? You need to be more mature." Well, where was the discipline? I mean, where was someone was there anybody telling them Hey, this is wrong. Who was setting a pretty good example? And what I mean by that is, and I'm not knocking the Sixers. What, what I'm saying is, they did not have a, a coach who was of his who coached his position, mm-hmm. who was a guy that Embiid could say, "Wow, I got to listen to Coach. He really knows what he's saying." Right. And for the first time, you have Barkley. You have Shaq, More so, Shaq than Barkley because you know sh- you look at Shaq Shaq is one of the most dominant centers in the NBA, that the NBA has produced especially But was know, he
0: really that hard a worker?
2: Well, but he has rings. Right. He has rings. He's he's a monster. The thing about it is, you know, you know the thing is it's like I guess it's one of those things you can say don't do as I say, do as I do, mm-hmm. but at the same time Shaq has rings. Shaq was, is going to go down as one of the all-time greats. Right. And when you look at Embiid, there are times when you look at Embiid in the past and you would say, okay, he's going to go up against Rashawn Holmes. He's going to dominate. <laughs> okay, he's going to go up against this other guy. He's going to dominate.
0: Wait, wait, before you finish that, Rashawn Holmes – is has more offensive rebounds per game than Joel Embiid has right now. True, but at the same so.
2: time, but but see, he knows, he knows that he can destroy Renschel Holmes. You right. know what? Okay, I'm gonna give this an example. When I was playing high school football, I went to North Catholic, right? All right. It was my sophomore year. I know that high school. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. So it was my sophomore year. What position? I was a cornerback, mean, right. I, you know, I was like a hundred pounds. You know, the Eagles up. could use you, right? Yeah, now. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I could use that <laughs> Eagles money too. I'll put you out there instead of Darby any yeah. day. <laughs> hey, y'all can hit the brother up at the Sixers game. Just come over to me. I'm old, but hey, I can do something. But anyway, so so anyway, so. I remember, like, they told me to, there was a tackling drill, and I was like, oh, is that guy? And they were like, yeah, it was like this little frail dude. He looked like he shouldn't have even been out there. <laughs> so I was like, I'm about to lay this dude out. And, I'm, and like, everyone's going to say, oh, Pompey can hit. Well, it came out, and I laid the dude out. And I hit him harder than I probably would have hit anyone else because it was just so easy. And right. I'm not, but then then they said, oh, he can hit, and then you had to, you know, you did it again, and you did it to bigger guys and stuff like that. But you knew that I was going to make a highlight out of this guy. I right. was just going to stretch him. Well, when Embiid goes up against Rashawn Holmes, and when Embiid goes up to guys like that, it's all about highlights. It's like how when Ben Simmons plays the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he looked like LeBron. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that type of thing. Well, when Embiid would go up against Stronger competition, Mark Gasol. Then all of a sudden, you're saying, "Well, man, maybe Embiid is like out of shape, you know, this and that." So I, I'm just saying that to say that, you know, there are times where I looked at Embiid in the past, and I'm like, "Well, you know, he's he's destroying subpar competition." But what is he doing? Is what is his energy level like? when it's time to go out and play against elite players.
0: Right. But I I get what you're saying and I and I totally agree with I mean, look, even the Celtics, the Celtics don't have a, a superior center. I mean, yeah, he had a great night after all that criticism, but that criticism came right before playing the Celtics, who do not have a great front front court. Yeah. So thirty eight great thirty eight points, thirteen rebounds, the whole bit. I'm not going to diminish the night, but I didn't feel better after that night because he did it against lesser competition. Great point. So now you have a situation where I'm going to just keep asking the question of at what point is he going to take responsibility for his own conditioning? And, for, and realize, see, this is the same thing, and hopefully my kid's not listening right now. Jason will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just want people to live up to their own potential. And mm-hmm. when you look at Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid has the potential to be one of the greatest players of all time, in my opinion. I think that he has that much skill and athleticism and knowledge of the game that he has the whole package if he wants. I mean, you can see even the way he's playing is different there are certain things he's matured. Like, I just remember his, the first year he played, constantly falling on the ground and going, his back was going to fall apart if he kept doing that. He doesn't do that anymore. So he, he can, he, he's capable of learning what is best for his body, but it doesn't seem like he's taking responsibility on his own the way you see some of the other great players in the sport doing it. Who exactly is telling Giannis... That he needs to get better. Who was it on the Bucks that that motivated him, or was it him that just motivated himself?
2: It was him. It was Giannis. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so
0: so at what point does somebody with Joel's ability say, "Okay, I I understand that I've been hamstrung. I didn't have the the greatest leadership. I didn't have David Robinson teaching me from the outset. I Brett Brown may not be Pat Riley or Stan Van Gundy." at some point especially after last year and the tears that came after that the 4-bounce loss against the raptors if if that were me and i was that close to my dream i would have spent all i would have come in looking like dwight howard used to come in looking and he didn't come in looking mm-hmm. like that he said he lost some weight but there's a difference between losing weight and getting into condition and at what point, and is it too late this season to get into the kind of condition you need to be when you're already in the middle of the season?
2: I mean, I don't think it's too late. I mean, the, the thing is, it, it, he's just going to have to work overtime. The problem with him is, I mean, he still has the ailments with his knee. I right. mean, you go to the game, you see it looks like a pillow on his knee. The, 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 the bandages, the uh, the pad is so huge, uh, the heating pad. Um The problem is, and it's two things, there is a point. Sometimes I think guys, like I said, I think you have certain guys who think they are doing something or they've never been told really to do it, so they don't do it. And now you raised a great point. Because I'm looking, Luckily, <laughs> I'm looking at this schedule. my one so for the week. lately
0: it's nice Friday. I'm looking at
2: this schedule. Jeff,
1: nice of you to bring your game That's right. That. I
0: didn't know if you fell asleep with, you know, the lay around your neck and all that stuff. So
1: he's
2: going to destroy Oka for tonight. He's just yeah. going to destroy him. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn. I was wondering what the, you were looking like at. You know, at Brooklyn, they have yeah. DeAndre. You know, they have DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench. Right. I mean, he sh- he should get the best of him. Then they have Miami, Dallas, Washington, Detroit you know, Drummond, he'll, he'll clown him, you know. Well, he's really, inside his head. He's inside his yeah. head. I mean, to be honest with you, Milwaukee, he should destroy that game, but that's going to be the first time I feel like he's going to get a real test for us to say, okay, let's see what you're going to do, you know, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. against the Lopez Twins. I mean, that's going to be the first time. Um in regards to and, – and now the thing is, the next step for Embiid is, yes, you said all the right things. In your mind, you have hit rock bottom in his mind because he's he's getting triple teamed.
3: Do you believe teamed. that? Um, I, or do you think it was false humility?
2: No, I, I think that he meant it. I honestly do think that he meant it. But, you know, a lot of times – the thing with the 76ers – when things aren't going well for them, and I guess it's everyone, we all do some self-reflection. We, you know, but then when things start going well, then all of a sudden the come, here comes the bad habits again, you know. And, and and Embiid has been getting destroyed. I mean, he's been getting criticized locally. Now it just got nationally. Like that game was that was a national game, and everyone was talking about it, and he felt bad about it. But what's going to happen is, like you said, he's going to go up again against centers who he's going to dominate. You know, like this team, they got, you know, a thesis like a power forward who's athletic. So they got him playing in a small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's going to come a point where we got to see how MB's going to do five games from now. Is he going to feel the same way? And even if he does dominate, like you said, how dominating is it? Because they're going to be against guys that he is going to, he should dominate when he's going seventy percent. So we'll find out more in that Christmas game to see how you know how how good he is, and the, to see how he how. If, but if in he the he meantime,
0: loses. he's got back tonight. Will be the the second of a, it'll be a, the back to, the second game of the back to back. And then there's Could another he game. Play the, in
2: the back to back tonight. He's playing. He's playing. So right. why don't you
0: tell us who's not playing?
2: Al Horford is not gonna play. Al Horford has uh, left knee soreness and left hamstring tightness. Um if you base that off of Jay Rich, yeah. you'd probably be out for a couple
1: games. I mean I, I, I don't And if he was on and if he was on the Eagles, he might be out the rest of the season. So Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. So so who now who now becomes the backup center tonight? Is it gonna be Kyle O'Quinn it's or is Kyle Norvell O'Quinn. coming back?
2: It's Kyle O'Quinn. Okay. Nor Norvell uh, he he's with the um, Blue Coats. Yeah, the Blue Coats. Yeah. He's with the Blue Coats. Now, they may call him back up uh, quickly, but, you know, the Blue Coats were heading to Toronto. They have a game in Toronto tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, he, they could possibly call him, call him back. I mean, maybe they may need to with – with Al not playing. Well, who do because they play Sunday? I forget who they, they play they Sunday. Play, they play the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday at 6 o'clock. So they re-
0: do they really need a, a third center? Or can at that point for against the Nets, can, can you go with Mike Scott and, and Simmons kind of playing?
2: You could. You you, you you could do that. But to me, I mean, I would always like to have a third center. I right. mean, I just would. I mean, because you never know um, with 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 – we're talking about Embiid. I mean, you never know what MB's health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: just don't. Yeah, I mean no. he, that Again, he's going gonna... to. It's sort of like the Eagles dressing three wide receivers, not expecting somebody to possibly go down and not have any wide receiver left.
0: Well, those aren't even really wide
2: receivers, so.
1: Uh, De- details yeah <laughs> hey guys i'm gonna i'm gonna hop off the pack and leave this oh, pack. oh you're yeah. not getting
2: in trouble are you she is it one of those things like one, i did two i did get a text message oh, th- okay. i got a
1: text message she's back in the room that we got an hour till we have to leave for the airport so. yeah, you know what the translation she that. of that is
0: it, it, she's sitting right next to him <laughs> and she yeah. text messaged him and said uh, get your butt off of the phone <laughs> yeah, yeah I, be, I bet you haven't even packed yet
1: Oh no, mostly. Oh, see, there we go. Like packing in advance, I pack like five minutes before I leave. All right. Well, can you just bring back
0: some some sunshine, just a little bit?
1: I would I would love to. Uh, If I could bottle this, I'll do it. Keith, can you take good care of him today?
2: Oh, he's taking very good care of me.
1: <laughs> Jeff, Jeff gets a little cranky sometimes about things, so okay. you got to be good there. Yeah, but yeah. When, I, when I get back, though, we'll have to have you on another week to explore your defensive back capabilities because I'm really interested in that. <laughs> you and, know what and, uh, they used to say
2: about me? <laughs> he had mad skills until they threw the ball that, at him. <laughs> until they threw the ball.
1: And Jeff, I'll be looking for your tweets tomorrow. You're going to be at Army-Navy, right?
2: I will be.
0: Go right, Army and go, go Navy. chef. All right.
1: I'll let you guys talk about all of my show. Thanks for letting me hop on. All talk right. Safe travels. Bye, guys.
0: All right. Why don't we go to the break, and when we come back, we'll we'll keep talking some basketball.
1: Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports. With the biggest names on and off the field. It's the Heart of Sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. With former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville, Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? To push your limits? The AFatty clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined, to overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder, to dream bigger, and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable. And to do it with AFatty on you, the original street leisure clothing brand.
0: So oh, we're back, and, and not only do we have Keith, and we've lost Jason, but now we have Randall Jefferson here. So, Randall, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, James? All right, so, Randall, every darn week, because we're on the air, um, I have you coming in here and complaining about... <laughs> load management. Load management, and and your guy, Joel Embiid. And you probably got to hear the first half hour, so if you got a question... Or you got a gripe here's your chance you don't even have to be in your car you just walked right into the studio now we're not encouraging people to constantly just knock on the door and walk in the studio but you're here
4: so tell us what your gripe now, is. I, I, I don't think that my gripe is you know when you look at these young 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 guys they're making millions and millions of dollars oh here he goes the old play. man the, well look, he, you Randall's tri- no look, millennial look, look you tried to, you tried to try out for the blue coats. I did try out. <laughs> look what I happened! So you tried to try out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think yeah. that, you know when you when you look at um, people like uh, World Be Free, Mo Cheeks, um, Andrew, uh, um, the Doc, Moses, um, Carwell Jones, Jimmy B, uh, Jelly Bean, Jelly Bean, Bobby Jones. Yeah, you know they they didn't experience load management. Alan Iverson, even though he didn't like practice, right. he came out to play every night. Yeah, You know, this load management, people are paying thousands of dollars for season tickets, and they're paying to see the players. I thought yours were free. No? <laughs> you know, they're paying to see the players, right. and then you don't know a lot of times until you show up at the stadium right. that this was not playing, or that was not playing. I broke a fingernail, so I can't play today. Well, my stomach hurts. I can't play. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're gonna get a game check. They're gonna get that check. You know.
0: And they're not refunding the game. And they're that not refunding refun- the game. So, 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 Keith, when you, I'm sure this isn't okay. the first person you've heard this from. So, do you hear the league? talking about it and being concerned about it and and understanding that, I mean, ratings are down 20% so far this year. What do you hear about what the league is concerned about and whether they're, they, they hear it and there's an answer to it?
2: I mean, I, I think the fact that, like you said, attendance and the ratings are down. Mm-hmm. The league is a little upset about that. When it comes to the load management talk, and and the reason being is because, you know, like you said, people are paying a lot of money to go see LeBron James. Well, LeBron James does play. Mm -hmm. But people are paying a lot of money to go see Joel Embiid play. Lots of money, and he doesn't. And it's getting to a point now, what the league is doing, is they're starting to find certain teams because of that. Mm -hmm. So, but the problem, here's the problem. So... Now a time, nowadays, so let's just say Kawhi Leonard does not play a game. It's low management. But what they're going to say is he has a knee ailment. Right. You know, and he's going to rest a couple days because of his knee. He's day-to-day. He's questionable. And You sound like a lawyer. (laughs) You're right. Think about it.
4: Joel was out the game before.
2: Jo- Joel's played
4: and you know, twenty-one and twenty-eight wait, 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 games this year. Out the game before. Yeah. But if you looked at him when he came in the game to play the Raptors, mm-hmm. it didn't look like he was nothing was nothing was wrong with
0: him. Well, but that's because of the load you know, management. It's <laughs> the load management. But then,
2: so here's the thing. So you're talking about money, right? So Tobias Harris is making one hundred and eighty million dollars. Uh-huh. Ben Simmons is going to make one seventy, right? Joel, when he gets his next contract, he's going to make way more than Tobias Harris. Right. So you're looking at these owners and they're saying, I'm shelling out all this money. I have to keep this guy healthy for the playoffs. Because it's if, if like, let's face the money's guaranteed. So if Embiid, well, Embiid, his money isn't. But if, let's say, right. Tobias or, or uh, uh, another all-star type player mm-hmm, goes mm-hmm. down with a max contract, the owners like I'm in a hook for 140 million. No, no, no. The owners nine? not really in the hook. It, it, it's people like us. They got to go pay. We with we're, we're
4: eating some of that bill because our 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 prices are going you're to go up. But you're eating this. I know we're be. eating, eating small, that but, but you know what? But it still hurts. But the thing. here's the other. You, know you, you the can't take a family you know the of four to yeah. a game today.
2: The problem is, see, here's the deal. If you if you stop going to a game. Someone else is going to purchase your tickets and take a family Because they, they have a waiting list. Now. Well, yeah, right. I mean, well, yeah, it's just it's one of those things. People are going to go to the game. Mm-hmm. It's the experience. The experiment. Here's it's,
0: the other. Here's the other problem, though. Is is that owners can't be the ones that are saying criticizing the players because if what if you're the owner who comes out michael jordan no mike (laughs) but michael jordan came out before the season and criticized players who do load management Mm -hmm. how hard do you think it's going to make it now for michael jordan to get free agents if all the free agents know look if i go to charlotte he's going to give me a hard time If, if i go to dallas and mark cuban saying i can go sit out for 40 games and still make the same amount of money which one do you think they're going to
2: You're right. You're right. Because the agents run the league. It's Uh it's a player's league.
0: Right. So the commissioner's really got to be the one that does something. And hes I mean, look, part of the job of a commissioner, and I'm not saying Roger Goodell's a good one by any stretch of the imagination, but part of the job is taking the bullets. And and somebody in this league's going to have to take the bullets because I know with with my tickets that there's different prices on those Mm -hmm. tickets depending on who comes to town. Right. So if I'm paying more to go see the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are sitting out because, let's face it, Steve Ballmer wants a championship. (laughs) If Steve Ballmer could find a way that they could sit out all 82 games, Mm -hmm. exercise, come in healthy and go straight Mm -hmm. to the players, he would pay whatever fine you're going to put up, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be the one to say, look, you, you you can't do this because... You know, those, these tickets are three figures minimum if you take a family of four, or even if you just take one kid, you're paying for parking, you're paying for food, you're pay, you're probably buying a jersey or something like that, and you're coming to all this stuff, and you're coming to see not only your team, but you probably, some dad or mom has, has saved and gotten their kid for their birthday or, mm-hmm. or Christmas or whatever, that game because they want to see that. I know every year since he's been in the league – I've had to go to a Bucks game because my kid loves Giannis in addition to the Sixers. Right. If Giannis doesn't play, I'm a little PO. So w- what do you do for all the people that Kawhi is going to sit out, you know, a third of the games this year likely?
2: I mean, that's the problem. I mean, because the the <coughs> agents run the, league, the the play is a players league. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Michael Jordan quarter a lot of flack. So that's why the league is, is trying to Send out these fines that's why you know when guys like Al Horford you know misses a game now it's two games but when they miss a game you know people are like hmm is it is he really hurt because when you're <laughs> saying soreness you mm-hmm. know what I mean like okay how can I you can't prove make a that, player play yeah, yeah if you can't they're, make saying a, they're hurt yeah you can't so there's nothing that the league can really do and I think that's part of the reason why it the they're trying to change things because no one was see back in the day to be a, it was a badge of honor to say I played eighty two right, right, games right you know the regular season meant something nowadays people I think Giannis are like,
0: has only missed one game he, yeah well, Giannis yeah. has
2: only missed one game but nowadays <laughs> people are like but Giannis is also chasing that MVP too right so but nowadays guys are like man you see what Kawhi did last year oh my man missed all these games he did this he did that. He won a chip and he got Finals MVP and he got paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm t- it's different now. And you see
0: the and you see the negative consequence because the year before, look, he got criticized for doing it. They shipped him out of town and now people are saying, "Look, if if San Antonio, if Popovich, if you had kept your mouth shut and just let him do this, yeah. you'd still have him and you would probably have another ring." And
2: but that th- tells you how much power the players actually have cuz we're talking about the Spurs. And when you look at the Spurs now,
0: mm-hmm. come on, they're a man. shell of themselves. A shell of themselves
2: yeah. because they thought, hey, we can say what we can say. It's not Kawhi, it's it's the Spurs, it's the brand. Look at the brand now.
4: Think of think of the flack, you know, you brought back or back in the, the day shield. that that uh, Andrew Tooney caught when he I called him feets mm-hmm. when all of a sudden you know when he was finally disgruntled that his feet were always hurting. But you could go right down the street from this studio. He'd be at the library dancing, mm-hmm. you know. But they didn't have. Wait, load. he would. Yeah, we'd break huh. right down the library huh. dancing. But 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 he didn't have load management, and he really nobody. He really was disgruntled and didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would know, love so, to
0: see him be back part of the organization in you know, some but, capacity. But
4: but Andrew was, you know, uh, you think about some of these guys if they ha- had instituted some of these. Jump shot, the ranges, the three pointers. Think about all of that. What, what kind of records would be just for the Sixers from the school guys from back in the day that these guys would be chasing?
0: By the way, you realize that we're we're, <laughs> we're bitching about the Sixers and they're 19 and seven in first place and 13 and 0 at home.
4: Now they're the only, th- they're the only undefeated home team. Yeah, because Boston lost. And
0: the person I know that complains most about the Sixers is you. I,
4: I, I got you. Got to give. Credit where credit's due. Yeah. you know. So who are you giving credit to? I'm giving credit. They're, they're the only undefeated team.
0: No, but who So who are you giving the credit to?
4: I'm not giving it to the coach. I'm giving it to the players. Which players? Because <laughs> every text message I get, I can't figure out which player you think is playing well. That's how I have to keep you in suspense.
0: Yeah? But can, oh, so you're not going to tell us.
2: Can the Sixers beat the Bucks? Can the Sixers?
4: Depends on if they show up.
2: So you—that's you a that, lawyer's yeah. answer yeah, too. Exactly. Are you a lawyer too? No, I'm not. I'm the only one in the room, and I'm not the
4: one
0: giving the lawyer answers.
4: No, I, no. Seriously, I think that you know.
0: How are they doing that? How, the how? Yeah. How are the Bucks? They lost Malcolm Brogdon, who's playing really well for Indiana. How is it that they've gotten better? Is it just is Giannis that good, or did, did the way they're running that organization? That good.
2: I think they have a great coach. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. Um, I also think that if you look at their bench, you know they got some guys that people will say, "Oh man, he's over the hill." Right. Well, he's over the hill as a starter, but he's not over the hill for a guy getting 15 minutes off the bench. You know, I, I just think and that, leadership and well, the leadership too. But when you look at Malcolm Brogdon, he's the only one they lost, and not only that. As much as I love Malcolm Brogdon. He was hurt for much of mm-hmm. last season. Right. Yeah. So the success they had, you can't really contribute him to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It it was it was one of those things. They just were a good team. Now the thing about the Bucks is, you know, our Boudenholes, um, the same thing. When he was in Atlanta, he was known for being a great regular season coach, too. Right. So what is he gonna do in the playoffs? But When I look at that team, I look at that roster, and Mm -hmm. I look at the leadership, the veteran leadership that they have. um, You know, it's one of those things where I just think that they're a tough matchup for teams, especially in the East. Right. You know, and and they're going to be a tough matchup for the 76ers because they have the Lopez twins at the center. Um, You know, Giannis, like, who's going to guard Giannis? Like, honestly, who's going to guard him? I mean, are you going to put Ben Simmons on him? I
0: think you have to, right?
2: <laughs> well, and you would, I mean, and, well, we're going to find out when they play. Yeah. If you put Ben Simmons on them, right. We're we'll going to find out how much better Ben improved on defense, right? Because Giannis used to eat them alive, mm-hmm. and you would have to put Embiid on him. I don't know if you can put Embiid on. You can't him put. You can't put Embiid. Nah, on Giannis. you can't. You can't. Yeah, Remember last year? It, if you did, put Embiid on
4: him, year. he gets the ball. He's going to start trying to dribble. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> he's going to be a seven foot
2: point guard. Yeah. You know, so, the, I mean, that's and the turnovers. thing. Like, I, I think Milwaukee's the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the one Are thing the Sixers
0: th- the second best, or is Toronto... Did, did Masai Ujiri do a great job in in reloading or making sure that this team didn't just fall apart?
2: You know, I'm, I'm waiting for that Toronto team to run out of gas. I mean, they, they are very impressive. I'm, I'm waiting for them to run out of gas. You know, as bad as the Sixers have played, mm-hmm. you know... Like you said, they're nineteen and seven. They're first place. They're in first place yeah. in, the, in the in the Atlantic uh, division. Mm-hmm. They're they're in third place in the Eastern Conference, and I mean we're talking about a team that couldn't win on the road, and they're in third place and first in that. So if they turn things around, yeah, I, I think they're the second best team. The only problem when I look at the Sixers, I'm still saying to myself, you got to go out there and get someone. Who's going to make shots consistently right. coming off the bench? <clears throat> who, uh, you know who I asked you about? JJ. JJ.
0: No. Well, well. Ooh. So that's an that's. I want to talk about that for a minute. But what about Jamal Crawford? Is he oh, too I like old? Him. No, I don't think so. So I mean, why why has nobody signed him? Is Jamal Crawford basically doing load management by waiting until it gets closer <laughs> to figure out who's going to be you can laugh, but but it, this is this is like the veteran way of load management is you wait until the middle of the Saves season figure out who's going to be who's going to need me most mm-hmm. and then you sign with the highest bidder
2: no nah, this is what from what i hear with a lot of teams a lot of teams they look at Jamal they think that Jamal at with his age and stuff like that they think that he's a guy that's going to be around come february why you know? why wouldn't somebody sign him because they all, because they all think he's going to be around come February. And, That's a and, and, and dangerous like, game is, of is chicken. It, yeah, it's dangerous because some people thought that Carmelo yep. was going to be around till February, and then right. Carmelo gets snatched, you know, snatched up. You know, so it's one of those things where it's all about staying flexible. Because let's say if you go out there and you get Jamal Crawford mm-hmm. and you sign him, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a guy from a team that you never heard of, and he just starts balling or someone gets waived, and then you're like, wow, I have Jamal Crawford. So right now you have teams like the Sixers, and I'm not saying that this guy is being dangled or not, but let's say a Trey Burke who's really not playing, and he's on a, a partially guaranteed contract. And By the way, he it, should be
0: starting because he's yeah, a Michigan guy. He should Right. He should be. Right, yes. it should be.
2: It should be. <laughs> um <laughs> Until they bring an Ohio State guy, right? Playing. <laughs> no, Rutgers. Until Mike Conley oh, comes. No, yeah, yeah. no <laughs> for Jason, a Rutgers guy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there are not. Yeah. No, like, not in this league, right? <laughs> but um, so John Battle bring so, it back. But that's a guy that you you can keep on the roster, mm-hmm. and you say, uh oh, oh, I need a roster spot. You know, and and that's the thing, like Jamal with his age now. if Jamal Crawford was younger. Uh-huh. Let's say three years younger. Oh no, nah, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be available. I mean, he, he wouldn't be available. No, Someone would snatch him up. Snatch. All he right, would well, you,
0: but twice. you but you two both. But are you talking about him out. because
2: he's a Michigan guy too? Of course, I am. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: why. Yeah, he, he, you you don't listen to the show enough, apparently. <laughs> I like Jamal. He's a
2: he's a great guy. He's All right, but, guy. so
0: what 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 about JJ? You both said JJ when I said you know who I want. So JJ's coming in tonight. First game back, we saw the reaction that TJ McConnell got when he came in mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and I thought that was impressive. What kind of reception is J.J. going to get? And is J.J. – if the Pelicans are going to tank this season and Zion – I I mean, look, the reason I picked this package is to see Zion. He, he's not playing tonight. I don't know when he's going to play. Not it, this year. Well, so are the Pelicans going to tank so they can get another pick? And is J.J. going to stay there or is J.J. going to be trade bait? so I, they can get another pick.
2: I think JJ is going to be trade bait for the teams who can fit him in. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, can the Sixers I, fit him in? You know, I have to look more at the numbers, mm-hmm. but but I think that when you look at the 76ers, um he's a guy who is the missing link. Right. And and I'm not saying JJ has to start. Like I think like if JJ would have been here, as much as everybody say, "Oh, JJ was cool with coming off the bench to Markel folks." Nah, JJ wanted to start. But now that you have this starting lineup the way it is, JJ could probably come off the bench, be cool with it because he knows that he's going to have a vital role, right. and he is also getting a little bit older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: He's got Mike. He could be microwave offense. This he is gets, the old right. Vinny Johnson. It, exactly. Yeah. He <laughs> could
2: be, and and I mean I'll be honest with you. As much as we talk about Embiid mm-hmm. and Embiid being out of shape last year, Embiid played with JJ. And they their number one play was that dribble handoff mm-hmm. until it got late in the season with Jimmy with the ball in his hands. And secondly, JJ helped with MB spacing. I mean, you look at it now, dude. Right. It's like they're they're like three dudes within five yards of each other. Yeah, like, you know what, what I mean? Almost it's almost
4: like it's, the old saying, which way do I go?"
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, bumping into each other. Yeah. So I think JJ would be a huge pickup if they can fit it in. Mm-hmm. And if do you want to keep them past this year because you're going to have to. Because of the money, but man, if you're looking at, I mean, J.J. thought, I don't know why, but J.J. thought that that team had a chance of making a playoffs when he went there. He was excited about it, but to me, when they got all those pieces, I'm thinking, dude, y'all going to struggle for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but J.J. thought it, and let's face it, J.J. I'd be
0: excited to go down there, too, but that would be the food, and then I'd be out of shape. Yeah, but you got to in shape to you be out of shape, man. Yeah. The food that hey, hey, hey.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, one on one, Randall. Here's you but you mentioned the spacing issue. So it, that's another thing. You go back to Joel and you say exactly when is he going to understand, or is Brett Brown part of the problem, the spacing issue? Because you look at the numbers in, in the 21 games he's played this year, he's only averaging 30.7 minutes per game. He's only shooting 31.5% from three. What's his uh, turnovers? He's sixth in the league. I don't know what this turnover is. He's sixth in the league in rebounds per game at 12.4, but he's only 20th in offensive rebounds per game. And to me, it, watching old school basketball, offensive rebounding was part of that. And now it's chuck it up and everybody back up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so you look, and I'm not kidding you, Rashawn Holmes is ahead of, as ahead of Joel Embiid in offensive rebounds per game. And, and that just seems there should not be 20 players in this league. That have more offensive
2: rebounds per game, but like you said, like you said, what they do nowadays, back in the day, was all about crashing They're the board. Yeah. Now it's like you have one guy go, which is Rashawn Holmes, mm-hmm. and everyone else is backpedaling or running back. They're trying to stop the transition. Yeah, but who's Dolphin? the guy
0: on the Sixers that's going to the basket? It doesn't seem like anybody's going to the well, basket. you
4: can't go to the basket if you're staying at the top of the kick. Well, that but somebody, somebody's got to crash But Somebody's got to somebody. Somebody have, have, and bring the back Moses Malone, man, because. There was, nobody, back,
0: there was nobody who, who worked harder and just, the second the ball went up, just found the position, just buried himself right there and, and just took the ball.
4: And See, Somebody's got to understand that's their role. I mean, think about Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman knew that his role right. was crashing the boards. Mm-hmm. But if they needed him to shoot, he would shoot. I just I, I just th- think that th- it would be so much better for—I
0: think that that would also be better for Embiid to be able to—I I understand the conditioning issue, and I understand that by him playing at the top of the key, he doesn't have to run all the way under. But at some point, I mean, he's so much more physically dominant if he wants to be than almost every center and, in this And league. if you would
4: play down low, that, why
2: does that wouldn't it? bring it's the new uh, it's, it's the new basketball, right. man. It's all about analytics. And, and like as far as Brett Brown Oh, like, uh, we that, don't like that word. I mean on this you show. don't I don't like it either. But I shouldn't say that like that. But, <laughs> but what I mean is because it is it's kinda like, you know, it's cookie cutter type stuff and everybody's playing the same basketball and you have to get back and you're out thinking people and you're you, but you're really not you know and and sometimes you outthink yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you know i think that brett brown can get criticized for you know sometimes you know relying on it too heavily and not making adjustments mm-hmm. but when you look at the space and you can't blame brett brown for that and the reason why i'm saying that is, is because he didn't he didn't assemble this roster i mean he Absolutely. just didn't you know so they went out there and they said we're going to win big but you have two centers On the court at the same time, you know you have Tobias Harris, who's athletic as a power forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. So you got three post players in there, and then as I still
0: don't think he should be a power forward.
2: I mean, well, he well here's the problem is sometimes they say in the league you are who you can guard, Mm -hmm. and you know can Tobias Harris is a good guy, but can do do you feel comfortable with him? guarding Jason Tatum? Do you feel comfortable with him guarding some of these athletic guys? Now, as far as a a forward, a a stretch four, Tobias is pretty solid because guys can't guard him. Mm -hmm. But then when you get these athletic guys on him, it's kind of like a watch. Now, again, Tobias has been balling. Mm -hmm. He has been playing well. But I just don't see it in regards to him guarding these type of players. Now,
0: yeah, last, year, last night he had 23 points, seven assists, eight rebounds. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like a typical Tobias night.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. Tobias, since he's had that slump, he's been their leading scorer. He's been their most consistent player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, truth be told, they were down by eight, like three times, in the, I believe in the, in the second quarter, whatever. He brought them back. Tobias That's was the true. one that brought them back and B closed out the game. But Tobias was the guy who brought them back. And he's playing, a, he's playing great. However, when you look at that spacing, you know, there's times where you're like, man, can somebody move? Can one of you guys go somewhere? Mm-hmm. i mean, they just at them don't all do the time. It. They just don't do it. I mean, but they're a big team. Now, in the perfect world, see, right now when you look at the Sixers, and they get a lot of credit for who they brought in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give them credit for that. Al Horford was a great pickup. They, I don't think they would have received Al Horford if it wasn't for Elton Brand, the relationship they had. Was
0: it a great pickup, though?
2: Well, it was one. I mean, it was on, does on he paper. Fit? I mean, does, well, that's the problem. That, that's
0: what worries me is I, I don't know if he fits in this offense.
2: Here, here's the thing. I, I think that their free agency was incomplete. Mm-hmm. In free agency, they needed to go after, and they wanted to go after a point guard. Well, they have two of them but they're not the point guards that they need to help them win. Like, you know, there's other guys that they just couldn't afford. Like, you know, these guys that they got are good, but they're not like the A-list backup point guard, so to speak. And if you would have had that, if you would have had like a Malcolm Brogdon, a Malcolm Brogdon, what they need is they need a point guard who can come in and you can act like he's really the two guard, like they say sometimes when Trey Burke is running to, and we all know Trey is being the point mm-hmm. and Ben is playing power for it. You need that type of guy to whereas they can make shots, they can do some ball handling, they could play some D, and you're good. They don't have that. Yeah, and that's the reason why and, and I'm not making I'm not believe me, I'm not talking about Josh Richardson. They were trying to make him the backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson is a great player. But he is not the type of player that you're going to say Josh Richardson is going to stretch the floor, right? Or Josh Richardson—he's even though he came in the league as a point guard, you're not saying, "Oh, he's a, a a great point guard who slid off the ball and played like a Drew Holiday type." Is a guy they need, you know? You, you need a Malcolm Brogdon. Those are the type of guys, and they couldn't get that. All right. They All get right. That. Well,
0: you, you, we got a minute left. Oh. You just mentioned Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Look, you seem disappointed. There's only a minute left. Yeah, man. Uh, Drew I mean, Holl- I, I've been cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Randall, get out of here. Uh, no, no. A, no. Uh, so, so, okay. Drew Holiday is going to be here tonight. Yeah. Is is mm-hmm. Drew Holiday an option at the trade
2: deadline? He would be, but the, again. That's so a lot that, of money, though. That's a lot of money. Right. And when you look at the Sixers... You know, they, they have a lot of money coming. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a lot of money like to these guys. Right. Right. When you look at it, you know, you gotta try to get a third team involved. You have to do some other things. Uh huh. But when you're looking at these contracts, I mean you're looking at it the bench guys that they have. I know I gotta speed it. the bench guys yep. they have, they're all like minimum contract dudes. Uh-huh. How are you gonna make that work? Uh huh. It's tough to me. It's tough.
0: Would you trade Drew Holiday for Horford?
2: Wow. Um, oh, yeah. I, That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's
0: in yeah, the, yeah, end yeah, of the now, show. Yeah. You've got now, you don't have a, back- a way to Speechless, end the show, yeah. right? You don't have a backup center, though. <laughs> get rid of Horford. What about Kyle Quinn?
2: He's good, but I think I'm comfortable yeah, think, with him. I think I think Al Horford came in as partly as the insurance policy mm-hmm. is a reason why when MB doesn't play, he starts at center. All right. All right.
0: So where where can we where can we tomorrow? We have a story.
2: Yes. All right. A, at 5 o'clock in the morning, I think people might want to go to inquire.com because I have a, a deep dive feature on one of the 76ers. I can't really say who he is right All now, right. but if you go there, I think you really like this guy. This guy does a lot in his community, and I've been away from the team for a little bit because I've been in his community, and I think you guys will really like that. But you can also follow me on, on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. But go to inquire.com to read my stuff or pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer.
0: All right, Keith, thanks for joining us and fill it in for Jason.
2: Thanks Mm -hmm. for having me. I wish I was with Jason, you know, in Hawaii. Yep, Randall, thanks. Thank you.
0: All right. Stay tuned next week. Have a good weekend.